What's up, podcast? On this week's episode, I talk with my buddy Julian, who lives in Playa del Carmen, Mexico, uh, about his history with CrossFit, what it's like living on a beach, uh, and how long you should make your diet phases for fat loss. A really great episode this week. I think you guys are going to learn a lot. Uh, Give it a listen. Give it a thumbs up and a review if you liked it. Uh, And if you haven't subscribed, would love it if you do. All right, guys. Enjoy the episode. So what's been up, man? How are you doing? You're cru- crushing this content, man. I, I resonate with everything you say. That's awesome. About you liking it? Yeah, working hard, man. Um, just you know, working on the business and training hard and enjoying life. So yeah, nice. And you're yeah. you're down in Florida, right? No, I'm actually in Mexico. I'm in Playa del Carmen, which is oh my gosh, <laughs> it's not that far from Florida, but <laughs> a different country. <laughs> I mean, if you fly, it's not that far. <laughs> Only a few days by truck. Oh, <laughs> yeah. um, my man! What? So, what do you? Uh, what's What's up down there? Tell me about life down in Playa del Carmen. I've never been to Mexico. I I wouldn't even count my trip because I was in San Diego and was in uh, Tijuana. So, <laughs> I don't know if that really even counts. It's hey, pretty much California. <laughs> man life is awesome here I'm, I'm, i've tried everything i did the big city i did uh like small cities but i have to be near the beach i'm just beach guy um i've been here since since december and i'm loving it um it's the caribbean so it's beautiful it's hot all the time i don't have to wear a shirt so i just like you know i can walk to the gym and get a tan it's fucking awesome dude <laughs> My man, I don't need to know that. You are shirtless and everything. <laughs> yeah. Stories and posts and everything. I, I maybe that's a maybe that's a marketing tactic I should take up. I have no idea. Maybe maybe you do it in New I, York. You gonna you're you're in New York, right? Or in no. Where where are you? I I live in Michigan right now, but <laughs> okay. I have I have posted some things on, on Instagram and I'll be like, I'm in New York this time because oh. I talk about New York. Okay, so I'm not going crazy then. <laughs> No, no. Yeah, you're, I, probably uh, if you I tried take, in New York take, without your shirt, you probably draw a lot of attention. But man, I need to get so much more of a tan. I'm I'm <laughs> half Polish, <laughs> and I ref, I reflect the sun more than I absorb it. Well, there you go. You can attract attention <laughs> that way. <laughs> Just like blinding people, like you know, <laughs> reflecting the sun on the chest. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, I need a. Needed. I'm going. Well, next week we'll be there. Can't believe that's a mentorship meetup is coming up. Oh, that's soon. right. Uh, yeah, Nick was organizing that. No. Yeah, Nick is. Uh, man, Nick's. A, he's a workhorse. He just hops right on it. And I was. I wasn't expecting to have like a speaker or anything. I was like, we made the challenge to meet up outside of the mentorship and do some in-person stuff, and then it just kind of exploded. I was like, oh, we're just all going to go get dinner and hang out. And no, Nick took it to the next level. I'm really pumped. I uh, should thank him more. That's pretty awesome, dude. I'm a little sad I can't attend, but I, I know you guys are going to have an awesome time and are probably going to learn a lot from each other. Yeah, it's going to rock. It's going to be awesome to see everybody in person. It always brings a relationship to the next level when you're like, you're like online friends and they finally meet in person. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. For sure, man. You guys should go get a workout. And <laughs> I'm hoping maybe uh, maybe Susan or Abel could take us through something. Yeah, that'll be fun. Show us how to use the gym. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Dude. Um, 
yeah, pretty stoked for that. What's uh, what's new in your life? You got anything coming up that you're excited for? Uh, nothing particular. Just I'm just like having fun with with the business, having fun creating content. I'm just enjoying it right now. I'm having a good time. Um, I don't have any big event coming up, so not really. I signed up for a powerlifting competition in December, but that's that's a couple months away, so nothing huge. Awesome. Yeah. The squat bench deadlift. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Uh, you're gonna crush it, man. I see you training really hard, so I hope. I'm man. excited to see. You. I hope, man. You're gonna break break 1200. Uh, that's the plan. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully, I, I, I let's see. That's 500. Five. Yeah, I think I can break 1200. Yeah, hopefully, I can get over 1300 or something. I don't know. Yeah, you can crush it. You're what do you? You over two hundred pounds, right? So right now I'm like one ninety because I I was two ten and I and then I dieted down to like one eighty seven and now I want to go up to like two hundred pounds, two hundred five, and hopefully I'll just be a little like I'll have more muscle than when I was two ten and hopefully I can be a little stronger at that body weight. Yeah, I think you can. I think you can crush that because three hundreds are easy and that's you know you get one four hundred number. Deadlift. I think deadlift is the one you've got to excel at. That one's got to be pretty close to 500 if you're going to crack 12. Yeah. I, so I, I just did a, like a strength cycle and I, so I've done, I've done 405 times 10 in the back squat. I, I deadlifted 500 times three in a couple, like three weeks ago, like five weeks ago. And I've already benched like 325 couple like last year, but I've never done it like in a Damn. single day. So I don't know how's, how's that going to like feel or go. I have never participated in, a, in a, anything like that. Uh, I definitely have always wanted to do a strength competition. I envy people that go out and do that for a living. It's, it's awesome. It's just a riot to be at one of those meetings. One of my old coworkers um, at a gym in Chicago does SBD training, and um, she's out in Colorado now but comes back, and her athletes are crushing it. I absolutely love watching those meetings. So there's such a such – a, small tight you know tightly knit community it's like the wrestling community everybody just pats each other's back and supports each other 100 percent. and doesn't matter what shape or size or where you come from they just want to see you crush your numbers they don't even care what the numbers are exactly man yeah that's why i'm excited yeah so uh talk to me a little bit about about your training, man, you're, you've got a home gym out there. Do you work at a gym and then you've got online training as well? What's, uh, what's up in that, that area? No, I have a, so I have a, my girlfriend and a friend of mine opened up a gym. Well, actually they had separate gyms and then they merged together. So it's like this little gym, but it's pretty awesome because it has like all the power lifting cool equipment and you like can deadlift and you can slam the weights and nobody gives a shit and everyone's just training. And uh, that's where I train. So that's the only gym I go to. And it's called Barber Pride. Oh, that's yeah. A, that's awesome. That's, it looks like a little strength camp. I've seen – I watch a lot of your, uh, your stories on Instagram. It looks like a, a mini strength camp if you, if you know who Elliot Hulse is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. It reminds, yeah, I didn't think of that. It, it totally looks like his gym a little bit. He's, he's going to come up a lot in my, uh, my podcast, I can tell, because a lot <laughs> – a lot of my background and inspiration comes from him. So oh, I, really? I always, uh, That's awesome. yeah. Oh yeah. I started watching him when I, when I first started taking training seriously back in 2012, I talked about it with Sam last week and, uh, 
no, his his content is awesome. I always always connect with the way he views fitness and life, and dude is just an amazing athlete. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a really really cool guy. I was watching some of his old videos, um, I think a couple of months ago, and I'll, the Yo Elliots. Yeah, I was surprised that he talked a lot about dating and about like how to be a man. I was like, oh, this this is good good shit. I liked it. That's all he does now. His his big thing is the um, grounding camps. Oh, really? And he gets, yeah, he gathers men in particular because he, he talks a lot about uh, growing in manhood and, and having communities of um, just one, like even, even like female community, like one gender being able to communicate with each other and grow and have that leadership and um, just become stronger men and, and women even. Uh, through that type of communication because we get a lot of cross-gender communication and um, he he doesn't believe that there's enough community in in manhood in particular and he thinks it's kind of breaking society so he talks a lot about that that's pretty cool and he goes around the world and and gets men together and he says hey this is how you be better men okay that's pretty awesome i want to check him out I'm yeah gonna check, pretty... I'm gonna check out his new content i haven't i haven't but i will it's a pretty cool concept um so what kind of what kind of workouts are you doing out on the beach oh dude i only go to the beach to get a 10 i don't go to the beach to work out <laughs> and to show off my legs that's it need need to do that <laughs> definitely jealous man um, yeah i don't so, i don't do any beach uh, workouts but yeah <laughs> uh, what do you have most of your clients doing in the gym when they come in like say it say somebody that's new to fitness comes into your gym you've got a, a strength style gym I, I think for for some that might be intimidating i don't so what i don't do you, have any any in-person clients actually so Everything, everything's no? remote. Yeah, yeah. So I don't have anyone. I don't train anyone in person. Okay. So with your so explain it to me from an online perspective then. So what's well? Uh, it it, what it you... depends on on many things. It depends on the goals. It depends on like the limitations a person might have, and depends on like how many days a week a person could train and how much time they have. So it, it's very personalized and individualized, and. Yeah, so it, a lot of it depends. It's hard to tell you exactly what I have, like all my clients do. But basically, I try to base the programs out of like the main lift. So some kind of squat, um, some kind of push, some kind of pull. And then I just add some assistance work uh, ad additionally from that. Yeah. And what, uh, what kind of people usually usually end up finding you through your content? I, I the stuff that I like most that you're posting is uh, all about consistency and being patient and just repeating the basics over and over again and having a, you know, having a vision for your future and a long-term plan. Yeah. I, and that's, I, I try to like emphasize that kind of, you crush it with that content. I try to emphasize that a lot because many people just think that they, okay, I'm going to go to the gym, get in shape in a month and then just do whatever I want. But that's the wrong mindset. Like you shouldn't expect to go to the gym for 30 days and then completely change your body and, and your life. You, should, you need to have like a long-term mindset because a lot of people just want to like go all out in a month and go crazy in the gym and then they burn out and they, they don't want to do it anymore. So instead of that, I try to get people to do like start like really small with whatever they can 
uh, like add to their lives without completely changing them. And then once they do that for one or two months when they're comfortable, then you can ramp it up a little bit. But what I try my clients to do is that find a training program that fits their lifestyle and their schedule and what they can do without completely changing everything. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's it's you can't really start something unless you're expecting it to take at least twice as long as you think. And unless you're starting with that with that beginner's mindset, it makes everything way, way, way more difficult. Yeah, 100% agree, man. And one of the things uh, like I wish I would have had when I started working out is someone to guide me because I honestly, I feel like I wasted a shit ton of years just doing like silly things in the gym. If I would have like had someone to tell me this is what you need to do in the gym, this is what you need to do in the kitchen, then one, you can progress like a lot faster. You can literally save years. And two, your results are going to compound. Like if you start early, your results is going to compound and, and you can achieve a lot in like a couple of years. Yeah. I, I guess I'm kind of lucky that I – I'm such a fitness nerd because I, I read all the science. Uh, like when I'm bored, I go and read some studies. I love the literature for some reason. Um, and I've, I just wasted so much of my life, like reading all about fitness and all about training styles and all about all these different forms of dieting. And I, I burned, I definitely burned years of my life going around the circles and it took me a while to find calories are what matters. Eat your protein. Um, your style of diet doesn't really matter so much as it does sticking to it and waiting for results over time. I think I spent a whole year subscribing myself to exclusively organic foods. And um, it's been a while, but so I read something about doing a 1500 like you don't need any more than 1500 calories in a day like it doesn't make sense for anybody and i tried that and didn't realize like how much it sapped my energy because i was doing five by five i was doing the elliot hulse five by five damn 1500 calories i was eating 1500 calories and like no more oh yeah i rebounded like two three times yeah that must have been horrible like how you felt and i would it was just a wild experience and you know, there, there weren't too many calorie calculators out there. I think, well, there were, but I just didn't know how to find them in 2011. And for myself going around in that circle without having a coach, just it made my journey more difficult. And that's why there's a guy at work that I, um, or at the office space that I work out of. Um, I talked to him and, you know, he's, he tells me about, oh yeah, I work out with my buddy and he's got me on this workout program. And, you know, he told me all, you know, I know everything there is to know about nutrition, you know, eat clean, like brown rice, don't eat sugar, um, work out really hard five days a week. And I looked at his workout program and he's got like, he's got an, he's got an intermediate bodybuilder program Mm -hmm. and he doesn't stay on it for very long. And I'm like, well, why don't you stay on it for very long? He's like, well, I just kind of lose motivation. You know, working to get into the gym five times a week for two hours is, is pretty hard for me. And I'm like, this is your buddy telling you to go to the gym for 10 hours per week. And 
you can't eat sugar to lose weight. I'm like, this is it's absolutely bananas what what some coaches still believe about fitness and nutrition. Yeah, and yeah, this guy's got a this guy works ten hour days and he's got an unsustainable workout program, and this guy is, you know, telling him like. He needs to lift like somebody is going for their NPC pro card. And it's a, it's absolutely insane. I'd... Yeah, the, this yeah, this idiot coaches like out there. Like I see them every day in the gym and I just think like poor clients, like this guys who just investing wasting years of their lives, like trusting in these people and they they don't get the results they want. But hey, like right. if you if you if some like so so here's the way I see it. Like if you're with someone for a month, two months, three months, and you don't see any changes, then and you're doing everything they tell you to do, then you should probably like question if what you're doing is working. If you just blindly, if you just blindly keep doing it, then that's your fault because you're not like thinking about what you're doing. You're just like blindly following someone that's not getting results. Right, and I'll tie that back to my, my previous podcast with Sam. We s- spoke for a few minutes about uh, subscribing yourself to principles rather than ideas. And, you know, if you've got an idea in your head that you have to be in the gym for two hours at a time and, like, bust your body up and eat, like, sweet potatoes and brown rice and chicken and broccoli all the time... <laughs> Which, ironically, I did for a time of my life. Yeah, I think we've all done it. <laughs> and de- definitely didn't make it out of that loop alive. That was that crushed my soul. Yeah. <laughs> um, but f- flexibility is, is something that it's almost like an acquired taste. You almost have to go through those, those bumps and those bruises to find out that, no, it's not about cleaning up my, you know, cleaning up my foods and eating perfectly and whatever i i i just file it under it's all like orthorexia what's that i don't know, people I don't know what that means uh orthorexia is it's just a word that means people are obsessed with eating like clean foods all the time hmm. perfect foods okay. they do, they uh they, are, they develop a fear of things like pizza and potato chips and candy because possibly because it's like a trigger food for them but you know, our media and the, the types of fast food restaurants that are coming out now are all, all very green and, and selling things like green juices. And there's all sorts of, I mean, it's good for, it's good for some people like they're very busy and don't have an opportunity to really cook healthy for themselves. Mm-hmm. But media kind of shoves down our throat that we have to eat super clean and you know, have our food look, look perfect. And, you know, if you're eating pizza with toxins in it, it's going to damage your body. So you have to go to the juice bar down the street to, uh, to clean out your liver. Yeah. Yeah. That's just like, yeah, that's so silly, but yeah, I agree a hundred percent. The way, the way I, like my philosophy when it comes to like dieting and training is that, you know, you got to have like faces in your, like when you're doing this and you got to have faces where you're really, really focused so, for example, if you're doing a fat loss phase, and that's the way I do it. I'm not saying it's, it's the correct way. It's the way I've done it for myself, and it works, and it's the way I have my clients do it, and it works for them. So when you have a fat loss phase, you like really focus on your diet, and you try to stick to it like 
100% if that's possible. But the thing is, the fat loss phase has to be finite. You can't fat loss forever because it becomes impossible. You can't sustain it. So if you know it's going to end, if you know that on this date, at this time, this fat loss phase is going to be over, then it's a little, a little easier to focus and to stick to your diet because you know that after that date, you're going to get to a little more food and you're going to feel better and then you're going to have more energy and you're going to recover better from your workouts. So right. if you do have fat loss phase and then you're like you go like the weekend arrives and then you have pizza and burgers and all that, I'm not saying they're bad, but they can mess up. Like they can ruin a full week of fat loss if you eat too much of it. And that, like in my opinion, it doesn't make any sense because you're like putting all this effort, you're sacrificing yourself for like six days of the week. You're, you're like hungry all the time. And then you're going to screw up all those days, all that work just to have one meal that you like. And in my opinion, that's not worth it. But I don't know. That's just me, man. Right. Uh, you kind of starve yourself and you you forcibly take away things you enjoy. And it just kind of it just builds that want more. Like the more you push that slice of pizza away, the more pizza you're going to want later in the week. And you start on Monday when all you wanted was like a little slice of pizza. You could have hit your calories and you push it out till Saturday. And by Saturday, it's not just pizza you want. It's, it's also some sweets and things, other things you've been craving during the weeks, popcorn to go out to a movie. Are you really like satisfied with what, with one slice of pizza? Like if I go and I have one slice, I'll be like, fuck, like really? I want, I mean, if it's a Sabaro slice, I don't know what that is. (laughs) It's basically two slices of pizza. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, when I'm dieting, I like just try to stay away from like, like those foods because like I said, it becomes really like you have so few calories, like at the end of a, like a fat loss phase, I'm at like 2000 calories or like 1800 calories. And that's not a lot of calories for, for me. I'm like 200 pounds. And if I have a slice of pizza, that's 500 calories, then I'm going to be starving for the rest of the day. If I want to stick to my diet, because that slice of pizza is going to be like a, like a quarter of my calories of the day. And when I like think about it that way, I was like, it's not worth it. Like I'd rather just stick to my diet. And once I finish my fat loss phase and then I'll be able to eat 3000, 3,500 calories, I can have the size of pizza then, you know, I just like to like, see it that way. It becomes a little easier for me at least. Yeah. So you, you don't find value in eating those foods you enjoy during a fat loss phase. It's, it's doable for you to just stick to healthier foods hundred percent. I mean, especially the way I've done it, like I've done the cheat meals, I've done all that. And when you're in a fat loss phase and you have the big ass meal with everything that you want, usually, and that's my case again, after the meal, I feel like shit. I feel like, okay, I screw up my full week of fat loss. I had all this food. Now I like, I'm a week behind when, why? Just because I, I was craving these, these foods. But on the other hand, if I just focus for, let's say three months, and then I stick to my diet 100% for three months, my fat loss phase is gonna be successful. And then when I finish it, I'll get to eat more food and I'll get to enjoy a little bit more food. That's the way I do it. Nice. Yeah. When, you're, when you're in a fat loss phase, 
an eighteen hundred calories at the end of a fat loss phase, that's pretty that's a pretty steep cut for somebody at hundred and eighty pounds or hundred and ninety pounds. Yeah, so uh the... So you don't have much room because you're eating you're eating a gram per pound protein. Yeah, exactly. And it's like a thousand calories left. Yeah, so uh, I I just did uh so starting I think it was in February, I started a fat loss phase and it was four months long pretty long, longer than, than what I like, but I just said, like, I, I want to get, like, really ripped, so I'm just going to do it for as long as I need to, and I think the last, so what I do is I start, like, kind of high, then I slowly drop the calories, so the first 12 weeks, I finished at, like, 1,800 calories, then I take a week off, and then I get the calories back up to, like, 2,700, and then I slowly start to cutting back down, but at the end of the phase, I was sitting around I had, I think, four, five days at 1,800 calories and two days at 2,500 calories. Okay, so you, you split it up a little bit. Yeah, so let's say on average, I was eating around 2,000 calories a day. Okay. Yeah, with, with mine, I have a tendency to just cut four to 600 out of my diet, do it for – only have the deficit for six days and then I take a refeed. Mm-hmm. So on Monday I'll, I'll have my refeed. I don't like them on Mondays and I'll eat at, I'll eat at, or maybe even a couple hundred calories above maintenance. And I only run my fat loss phases about six weeks. I think just based on my experience, that's what's doable for me. Okay. So, and I don't have, I don't have, I'm lucky I don't have too much to lose anyway. So four weeks is four or five pounds for me. That's, that's plenty if I'm looking to cut some weight. Okay. I mean, if it works for you um, and you know your body, then that's awesome. I just like, I had a shit ton of fat. And I was like, you got to get ripped. <laughs> so <laughs> it took me four months. Yeah. So, th- yeah. so through experience, you kind of learn what, you know, what you can do and what's doable and how, you know, how long you can go in a calorie deficit and need to have a refeed or realistically can fit some, some enjoyable food in your life. So with like, with your online clients, do you kind of run them the same way? Do you like, do you start them high and then run them low? Like uh, what have you find that's, that's efficient for you? Yeah. I usually start them. I, I guess like what's their maintenance calories and I have them two weeks on a diet and depending on how the body reacts, I either subtract or add more calories. But yeah, like on a weekly, on a bi-weekly basis, basically I need to modify the diets. If you're doing fat loss, I sub- subtract a little calories from the diets on a bi-weekly basis. But I try to start, the, I try to start them out in maintenance and then I go from there. Okay. Are you having them weigh themselves every day? What, what type of measurement tools are you using to have them uh, track and report back? I'm old school. I do daily weighings um, to have a weekly average. I have them take bi-weekly pictures and bi-weekly body measurements. Bi-weekly, nice. Yeah. Um, circumference measurements. Uh, are you doing? Are you doing the calipers? No, I just have them like measure their like their waist, their quads, their biceps, and that's it. With nice. a regular tape measure. Nice. I think I I really like using body fat calipers. 
though I, th- I find the ones that I buy kind of run out a lot. I've switched to my gym does the, the in-body scans. So if somebody has an in-body scan, I just tell them, just go use that. It's, it's like the it's things fairly... that you hold on your hands. Yeah. You just hold, you hold the arms out and you have to take your socks off and put your heels on the, the electromagnets. And it's, it's like anything that guesses body fat. It's only so accurate. Yeah, the reason I don't like those is because it, it, it depends a lot on, like, the food you had the day before. So if you're retaining a bit more water, then it's going to tell you, like, you, it might tell you that you have more body fat. And it's, I know, I think I tried it a couple of times, and I was, like, at sub 10%. It told me, like, 16%. I was like, this shit, I don't sell this shit anymore. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Yeah, I, I, I'm moving. I don't, I don't use body fat quite as much. Uh, I like it from a knowledge perspective. And if you're being consistent, like you can have a better idea if you have a tendency to, you know, if you're eating the same and you come, you come and weigh yourself uh, the same way in the same um, environment that you did the first time or two, then it can perhaps be more accurate. But yeah, I, I had a, I I like just seeing how you look. You're good, man. Um, I like just seeing like how you look in the mirror and how you feel. I, I think that's, that's a good enough measurement for, for most people. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And that those machines like mess up with your head. Cause I had a client, it was a female client and uh, she was like doing great. She was looking a lot better. Her pictures were better. Her body measurements were better. Her body weight like wasn't dropping as fast as she wanted to, but it was still dropping. And then she took one of those scans like she was getting stronger in the gym, like everything was perfect, it was going great. But she took one of those cans and then he told her that she had more body fat than she did six months ago. And he told her that she had lost a bunch of muscle. And she, she was freaking out because the freaking scan told her that. So that's what I don't like it because you have all these things that are telling you like everything's going well, but then the scan tells you otherwise and then it messes up with your head. And it's a scan that's not very accurate. Yes, you don't need to put too much knowledge into your head when you're when you're trying to lose weight. If you're if you're stronger and you're feeling better and you're looking better, like why do you need any more numbers? Exactly. Exactly. Um, has there been anybody in particular that you've worked with online that has come in um, lacking in knowledge in any way and come out just absolutely crushing it? Like life changed. Like I want to hear about. Like just in a, something amazing. Like, do you have any one of those uh, transformation stories? Um, so I haven't been doing it for that long. I've been for five months. Um, I had a I had a guy that started with me in February, and he came. He used to be. I used to do CrossFit back in Venezuela. So he was my former client back when, like, in my CrossFit gym a couple of years ago. And uh, it was like uh, he wanted to get in shape, and he came in looking pretty average, like normal guy like don't work out too much kind of skinny fat and like in three months the dude just got fucking ripped and i was like wow i'm like jealous of how you look man i think that's been like the most incredible transformation so far but i've I've got clients that have lost like i don't know 20 30 pounds and they're fucking happy um so yeah i think each each one is a little story it's just gonna take a little longer I love those stories when people come in like 
the skinny, like the skinny fat stories are some of my favorite because they always come in and they think they need to lose body fat. And when you tell them, nope, just get stronger first. And we're just going to put you on calories and, you know, see how things develop in the first three months. And once they start seeing they're gaining muscle and they're, they're not really, you know, they don't, they don't need to lose body fat like they thought. And they can start to see the muscle through the skin. It's, it's like some light bulb goes off in their head. They're like, yeah, I've got it. Yeah, definitely, man. Look what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah, man, definitely. Definitely. Um, so what you say, you mentioned you did CrossFit. What's, uh, what's up with CrossFit? How do you like it? Um, how long do you do it for? Like, tell me about your experience there. I have a roommate that, that does it. And, uh, I, she tells me about a lot about kipping pull-ups and butterfly pull-ups and I don't quite get it, <laughs> but I like listening to her stories. <laughs> yeah, man. So I, I used to have a CrossFit gym back in, I used to live in Venezuela. Um, so I went to college in Texas. I graduated in 2011. At the end of 2011, then I moved back to Venezuela, which is my home country. And when I moved back, it was like already into fitness and there wasn't any CrossFit gyms over there. And I was kind of getting into CrossFit and there was like a little community that did it in a park. So I was like, okay, like, why don't I just like start a CrossFit gym? So I opened up a gym in Venezuela. Um, I had a gym for two and a half years, I think. And I did it pretty competitively. I was pretty good at it. Um, um, yeah, I got like first place in the country in like 2015, and they changed what? they changed the rules for regionals that year, and they so I got like top 15 in Latin America in 2015, and the year before like the top 50 went to regionals, and that year they changed it to like top five. So I was like, fuck, and I didn't make it to regionals, but I was close. And that's about it. That's, they that's my CrossFit story. <laughs> <laughs> They didn't want you winning. Yeah, man. I was like, fuck. I, I wanted to go to regionals. Now I can't. <laughs> I'm too good. They're making the rules for me to lose. <laughs> so that's, that's my that's short awesome. story. Yeah. Um, I've been moving more toward that. I, I think there's a – I'm kind of coming out of that period in my life. I'm still sort of, like, skeptical about CrossFit in general. But I definitely want to try Olympic lifting. Yeah, so the reason I left it is because it's really, really hard, like on on your body, especially if you want to do it competitively. If you want to be really good at it, you got to train a lot, and you got to basically punish your body. I got hurt, like I got a two herniated disc in my lower back because of that. Um, so I just like I I couldn't do it anymore. It was like hurting my back. I couldn't lift, so I had to leave CrossFit, and then I transitioned to bodybuilding, which has been so much better like on my body on everything and now i'm not really into crossfit anymore because i mean i did it i had a crossfit gym i've trained probably over a thousand people in crossfit and i don't think it's the best way to get it in shape because you have people doing all this things that they don't need to be you don't need to have like a working mom learning how to do snatches or clean and jerks it makes <laughs> like it, it's it, it's pointless make any sense they, i don't know maybe she's throwing a book bag for <laughs> something over her head one day and, and <laughs> needs that knowledge exactly or she wants to like snatch her baby maybe i don't know man. <laughs> i don't know if that's good for the baby <laughs> i don't know maybe it's crazy people do crazy maybe shit. you never know yeah. you never know man <laughs> um 
Would you ever do strongman training? Probably not, man. I'm going to stick to bodybuilding just because I don't like getting hurt. <laughs> I've already been yeah. hurt and I don't like it. And I just like, I want to do something that gets me strong, that I know it's good for my body and it's safe. I mean, it's, it's not completely safe, but it's safer than doing strongman or CrossFit or all that. Definitely. If there was any reason I wasn't going to CrossFit, it's because it's so high impact and I'm like, I don't move. I want to say like I don't move at all, but I definitely don't move as much as when I was in college. I'm sitting and writing and doing things at a a seat more than I was. And you definitely can lose some flexibility and some mobility and general muscle condition like when you're in that situation. So like going from work to CrossFit, don't know if it would work for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I obviously don't move as much as I did in college either. But I, so the gym is like a thirty-minute walk, and that's a really easy way to like to get moving, just walking around. And I think lifting just keeps you in shape, like keeps you flexible enough for like everyday life, and just strong enough to do whatever you want. Yeah, you got it, man. That's true. Um, so what's what's next up for you? You're in the online ring. And you're liking it. What's next? The digital marketing? What Facebook ads? Oh, no, not, not, not even close to that. I'm just like getting <laughs> more clients. Um, so eventually just like scaling up my blog. Hopefully uh, I'd be able to like get a, a photographer, a videographer like to work with me. That'll be awesome because that is going to allow me to produce a lot more, a lot more content. Um, so that's, I think, my next plan. Like once I'm like the business is good, I'll, I'll just hire a photographer, videographer to come with me a couple of times a week to do cool videos. Yeah, like uh, remember the one you posted a couple months ago? You you slipped squatting and you had some guy edit it. Yeah, that's the guy I want to hire. He's fucking awesome. Yeah, he just did. He did like Sub Zero or something. It was like <laughs> it was one of the cooler videos I've seen in a while. Yeah. <laughs> He did a, we just did a new video that's hilarious. You got to watch it. It's in my, I posted it on my Instagram. So, it's on your Instagram? Nice. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're blogging, you're on Instagram. Are you anywhere else right now? Mainly Instagram blogging. I mean, I repost everything to like Facebook. Sometimes I post a little on LinkedIn. But um, no, I want to I wanna get more on YouTube, but it just hasn't happened yet. But it will hopefully. Yeah. I'll, uh, Maybe if you want, if you start a podcast, we can film a podcast down in uh, Playa del Carmen, right? Dude, yeah, for sure. Obviously. Yes, we'll film. We'll film a beach podcast. I'll make sure that I go get a little bit of a tan. It takes me a while. <laughs> okay, I got some time. Or at least, you, man. Yes, yes. Just, just stick me in the oven or something. <laughs> we'll find a way to tan my skin. I'll, I'll just get a spray tan, probably. <laughs> okay. Um, and we'll we'll uh, film a podcast on the beach with uh, some Mai Tais and s- some Latin American food. Fuck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh, you tell tell everybody on the podcast where they can reach you on Instagram, where your blog is at, so they can start seeing all your cool videos, man. Uh, so Instagram, it's first and last name at. It's so hard to pronounce my last name in English. At Julian, I can't, I can't do it. Hierro. <laughs> <laughs> and that's H-I-E-R-R-O. Um, and the podcast and the blog is loosefatbillmuscle.co. Those are the two main places I hang out at. I love it, man. Well, uh, 
Yeah, I appreciate you coming on and uh, telling us all about your programming, having a, a healthy conversation about our own goals and how we uh, how we do our fat loss programs. I'm hoping the people find it useful. But my man, uh, I don't know. We'll see you in the next meetup. We'll have we'll have to get a meetup somewhere that's accessible for you, man. Awesome, dude, and appreciate the invite. Really thankful to be here. So appreciate it. Yes, thank you, my man. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right, man. Take care. Later. Later. What's up, guys? Thanks again for listening to the episode. I really hope you enjoyed this one. I've got a blog as well that I post more fitness information on and a free training guide that you can pick up at steinbacherfitness.com. You can find that link in the description. Uh, And if there's anything I can do to help you get closer to your fitness goals, shoot me a DM on Instagram if that's where you're at or an email at steve at steinbacherfitness.com. Both of those are in the description as well. All right, guys. See you in the next episode.